The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by our NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. We're giving away $250 cash and a $100 gift card. Sign up today exclusively on the SGPN app. Drivers, start your... Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Welcome in to another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. And we are so thankful every day for the books that put out early odds for us because it makes our jobs a hell of a lot easier. Uh, but we just need to have them step it up when it comes to some of these other series. We do have Cup Series odds. We will be rolling forward with our Tuesday Cup preview. But uh, let's go, man. Let's let's get some odds in for Xfinity and trucks, right, Cody? Yeah, I, I just I don't understand what the holdup is. Like the injury list is out. We were just talking for Xfinity. It's a dash for cash week. So there's not going to be any cup guys entered into it. We already know which cup guys are going to be in the truck series race. What's the holdup? Let's go. Give us. We're, we're trying to bet on this stuff. Let's go. Give us Give us the odds. Dang. Yeah, they're waiting on me. I guess that's all there is to it. They're waiting to hire me to do it. Uh, which, yeah, there's a little controversy now. Uh, NASCAR's official website is, is listing Bell only led 99 laps on Sunday. So, uh we're waiting for a ruling from the, the Sportsbook of Rod on how that will be scored. Yeah, and and I'm sorry again. Uh, once again, this is a day that got packed full of stuff that uh, I was not anticipating. Therefore, uh, okay, maybe the books are like me. Maybe they just they mean to put odds out. They mean to get things done. But then everything else yeah, pops <laughs> up. And, and they're like, ah, these guys can wait till tomorrow. Uh, so fine, okay. Maybe I forgive you books because I know how busy <laughs> life can get. Um but when it is your only job, all I'm saying, you had one job put out cup and or put out uh, truck and Xfinity odds. That's all I'm but asking. But at least we do have our cup stuff, so we can uh, get a full card in on that, and then uh, hopefully we'll have Xfinity for tomorrow, so on and so forth. Yeah. I'm just it, glad uh, all three series back in action. Kind of, it was sad last week only having two series racing, uh, and trucks are on Friday night this week. I like the Saturday doubleheaders are okay, but I like a nice Friday night. You sit down, relax, watch a truck series race on a Friday night under the lights. That seems like where it should be. And Friday nights, too, for truck race, it's great because it's not a gigantic time commitment. The truck races, obviously, yes. because they're shorter, go by a little bit quicker than the cup races. So, you know, Friday night, you can sit and relax and, and take in a two-hour truck race. I mean, obviously, with commercials and all that, it comes out to about two and a half, but... 
almost the same time as a as a football game if you were watching a football game it's it's about the same type of time commitment from start to finish so I, I do like that aspect too it kind of spaces it out rather than trying to slam two on Saturday and one on Sunday it's just you know I as somebody who watches probably more than their fair share of sports I appreciate when it's spread out so I don't feel like I'm spending an entire block of my you know week watching just an event yeah agreed agreed and yeah it's just it, it is nice i like i like the friday night thing a lot of people are busy on saturday not that i'm not going to watch both races because of course i'm going to watch both of them but i like it better when it's spread out <laughs> indeed uh yes yeah, so again all three series are in action we are all in the same track this time there's not splitting up of tracks uh like there was a couple of weeks ago where half of them are tech or the trucks were in texas and then everybody else was uh, out there in, um, or is it Richmond? Uh, Richmond. Yeah, yep. uh, I was getting there. Uh, I couldn't remember Richmond, Virginia. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, again, interesting. Uh, all right, well, listen, so before we get going, is there anything we need to bring up uh, uh, just before we get really rolling? Fairly light news day. A couple things. Uh, no penalties were announced today. <laughs> Generally, Tuesdays are, are the days where you get the penalties. So assuming there's not going to be a penalty from the priest Larson thing, we talked about that on the recap show. Again, don't think there necessarily should be, but after the thing with Denny. So now we obviously know that Denny was penalized for what he said rather than what he did. So that's really unfortunate. Uh, I know guys like William Byron, his team has made the comment that he's not going on any podcasts anytime soon because why would they risk it? Uh, and that's not what we want. We want these guys talking. So that's very unfortunate. Um, the other major thing would be uh, the number 51 car. We still don't have uh, news on the driver, so that's that's not going to affect your betting card at all. You're likely not going to not going to put anything on that car at Marvel. Anyways, uh, when we go to Talladega, we'll, we'll maybe look into that, but we do not know who will be the driver yet, so will be interesting uh, to see. Again, we talked about some of the possibilities on yesterday's recap show. Go back and listen. Some of the guys that, that maybe would get the shot to get some Cup Series time not very competitive ride, but time behind the wheels, time to learn the car a little bit, get that seat time. Uh, some of these younger guys in the in the Ford pipeline that maybe would get that chance. Well, and you know, going back to Denny's thing, even even Kyle Busch was uh, talking about he didn't understand why why the penalty was in effect or why that happened because he was asking if uh, well, why didn't somebody else get fined when they did it? Or you know, I mean, it's happened yep. so many times down the pipeline. Like I don't understand. Why, why this time? Why, I guess because it's such a public forum and a lot of people listen to a show, they don't want them thinking that they can get away with anything they want, right? I guess. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, also, you know what else doesn't make sense to me either is when you go outside and it's sunny out and you're not protecting your eyes. Hang tight. I'm going to tell you how to take care of that with the help of Shady Rays. Yes, kick off the new year with new gear that is built to last with our friends over there at Shady Rays. They got you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays, they're an independent sunglass company. They offer world-class product. It's just as good as any expensive pair that anybody else, including us, have put on. Those durable frames they got, they're extremely clear optics. It's all great for outdoor adventures. Plus, that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every single pair of Shady Rays sunglasses you get is backed by their lost and broken 
replacements. If you lose it, you break it, even like seconds after you buy them, all they're going to do is send you a brand new pair. They won't even ask you how it happened. I tell you what, if that's me, I'm asking you, how are you silly enough to break a pair of sunglasses the second after you buy them? But they won't. They will not publicly shame you for such infractions. They're just going to give you a brand new pair and wish you on your way. Cody's like, what's up? That's No, that's that's a good deal because I, I likely would break them or lose them within the first day, probably the first time. <laughs> and then, I mean, I would keep the next pair for like 10 years, but that first pair, I just know it would be fuck the first day <laughs> well i tell you i know that i lose stuff uh all the time it doesn't take me one day but i know i lose sunglasses i'll put them down and forget that i did but uh yeah definitely glad that shady rays will do that plus they'll help you look and feel good and they've donated 20 million meals to fight hunger with feeding america you don't love them exchange it for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days There's no risk when you shop with shady rays the team always got your back and just for you the listeners out there, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. Uh, definitely take them up on that. All right, to Martinsville we go. It is Ridgeway, Virginia. This is another short track, Cody, but this time it is clean. The pocket is clean. There is no dirt. Uh, this half-mile paperclip is always exciting, and uh, I'm telling you right now, I'm pretty excited for this because I just I want a good, clean race, Cody. That's what I want. <laughs> well, Rod, not to burst your bubble, but uh, no dirt on this track. <laughs> but as our friend PJ Walsh tweeted out a little bit ago, the weather forecast for Sunday at Martinsville Speedway, showers likely after 3 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 80 Chance of precipitation, 60%. Uh, guess what, Rob? They can run the wet weather package on this track. They won't run in the rain, but they could run uh, in the wet. So uh, you thought you thought we were coming to a, just a regular old oval. NASCAR's been racing here since, since year one back in 1948, one of the first paved tracks they came to. Uh, yeah, this is just going to be a real predictable race. No wrenches thrown in, no dirt, no super speedway, no road course. It just might be the first ever wet weather package race for you. <laughs> I mean, look, from that aspect, I'm sure that's going to be exciting and, and it's going to be fun to watch that play out. But for the love of God, can we just get one race where, just you know, one normal race, just one. <laughs> like I, I, I said, from a fan aspect, right, that's super exciting. It's, it's fantastic that we get all this excitement and that we get to watch these races and be, you know, thrilled by windshield wipers and mud flaps and tires with with uh, tread. But damn it all man i mean as a better like no let's let's get something yeah. where we can not sweat the entire time yeah exactly so be forewarned i'm not taking that into account in any of the bets that i have it's only a 60 percent chance which you know it might rain it might not basically they could say that every day and you never know what to believe anyways uh but something to keep an eye on i mean if we get to sunday and it's looking like there's a good chance they might be racing a decent amount. Maybe you, ch and I don't even know how to handicap a rain race because we've never had to do it. So I guess maybe you look at like the road course guys, guys like AJ Allmendinger, maybe you find some value there. I, I don't know that I would change too much though. Uh, just be aware that it could be a disaster. They've never, 
never run an oval in this wet weather package that's new this year. So we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, it, it is a possibility. So be uh, be warned. I would like every every listener out there that's even remotely close to the Martinsville Speedway uh, on Saturday and Sunday, grab whatever uh, blower leaf blower that you have, point it up to the sky, and get the keep vortex it there. going. Get that vortex going, because I I for one do not want to see this. I mean, again, from a fan aspect, it'd probably be cool. Like, I mean, if if I had nothing riding on this, if I wasn't hosting a podcast that was trying to win you money, I'd be like, let's go. Let's watch this happen, but no. As somebody who wants you to actually cash your tickets, that rain's going to throw way more of a wrench in. And those of you in the Discord, we've talked a lot about live betting, and some of you don't have that option. You know, again, it's 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 not fun when all of your tickets are gone because of something you couldn't control, and you can't even mitigate the damage by live betting. Yeah, and it might be something. Who knows? I mean, if they get start get the, get some of the race in, and somebody looks good. Then the wet weather comes out. They go into the wet weather package. If it looks like it's going to dry up and that guy's falling off a little bit, that might be an opportunity to live bet. It's it. You're just going to have to be paying attention and watching. Of course, be in the Discord with us. Uh, you know, there's going to be guys in there talking about that. We'll give our opinions uh, if we're able to. And yeah, it's going to be uh, if it gets there, uncharted territory. So uh, <laughs> just uh, again, beware. Windshield wipers will be a wiping. Uh, all right, so it is for the cup race 400 laps, which used to be 500, but now it is 400 around this 5.26 mile paved track for a grand total of 210.4 miles. Of course, this race. 0.52. What did Not I say? 5.2. Oh. <laughs> you said 5.2. It's not five and a half miles. <laughs> it could be. I mean, why? Why the hell not? Let's go. It'd be, It'd be interesting. Hell of a track. It is only a half mile. <laughs> uh, okay, zero point five two six mile track for two hundred and ten miles total. This used to be the Blue Emu Maximum Relief four hundred, uh, but now it is, of course, the NoCo four hundred. Cody, could you tell me what NoCo is? Uh, I, I could tell you if I knew. <laughs> it, no. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> NoCo is a, uh, they make tools. So uh, they, oh, they make uh, stuff for, in fact, I think they do make a leaf blower. So go buy yourself a NoCo <laughs> leaf blower. <laughs> there you go. Get a NoCo uh, leaf blower and get the Vortex going and keep the rain away on that, Sunday. I'm telling you right now, just that's how you support NASCAR. Go support it's their sponsors. A win-win-win. <laughs> it's a total win-win-win. You talked about this being one of the first tracks that they came to. In 1949, Red Byron. Uh, actually won this first race in a 49 Oldsmobile. This this race was 0.5 miles long. Uh, along the way, they've added the 0.26, but this was a, a half a mile track at the time. Uh, he he. I wonder out. if they just didn't measure out the point two or you know the the extra two six back then. Yeah, That'd they, be my guess. They probably were just maybe like, the track changed. Yeah, close. close enough. <laughs> Half a mile? Close enough. We're good. It's close to a half mile. We'll just call it good there. Now we have to be so exact about everything. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you'll recognize the last name to have won on this track in the fall of 2022 was one Christopher Bell. Uh, he sounds familiar because he won the last one. Uh, before that, in the spring, it was William Byron. He won the Blue Emu Maximum Relief 400. Two names who we've seen already cross the finish line this season, Cody. Yeah, again, we got seven winners in eight races. Byron, obviously, the only guy that's done it twice. Bell, the most recent winner. Uh, so it'll be interesting. If you go back to last spring race, 
This was an extremely boring race. Chase Elliott led a majority of the laps out of the gate. They pitted, and William Byron got out in front, and he read the, led the rest of the laps, won the race. That was about the race recap right there. So wasn't much to it, but we saw a similar thing in the spring at Richmond. So-so racing. Then we went to the fall race. Both of these races were much better. Of course, the thing you're going to remember about this race, the hail, hail melon uh, at the end where uh, Chastain obviously slingshotted his way into the final four. That move has been outlawed, so it will not be allowed this weekend. Uh, but we did have four different drivers lead 50 or more laps in that race. So was definitely a little more competitive, a little more racy. Uh, again, I think this short track package has gotten a lot better since last spring's race. So hopefully we won't have another case of follow the leader like we did uh, in the spring race last season. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to a much better race because, like you said, that spring race was just a giant snooze fest. Uh, Hamlin was out for 203 laps in front. Christopher Bell, uh, that was uh, yeah, that was a fall race. I'm sorry. Uh, but even still, like Denny Hamlin, 203 laps around in, yeah. in the last one. That one was a snooze fest as well. So, um, yeah, definitely not something... I'm looking forward to if uh, if that package holds true. Um, all right. I think it's time we should start setting up some bets. How about you? Let's do it. All right. Step away for a quick break. When we come back, we will set up those bets for the uh, NOCO 400 at the Martinsville Speedway. But let's tell you first about our NBA Survivor Challenge. Make sure to check out our NBA Playoffs Survivor Challenge. It's completely free to enter, and the winner gets $250 cash and a $100 SGPN gift card. It's exclusively on the SGPN app. Plus, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy is your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. So, like we said, we don't want to see a ton of follow the leader in this one. Uh, part of me is banking on half of that and half of hoping for a, a much closer race. So as I approached this, I was kind of thinking to myself, who's dominating now? You know, and I know a lot of the time we've gone into this is who's dominated on this track. But I think recently we've seen a lot of who's just been dominating recently. You know what I'm saying? Like as much as I keep looking at the track history, it, it just feels like that's not what's happening when the race plays out. So, you know, the things you can count on, obviously, we'll talk about one of those in a second, seem to happen all the time. But with all these different winners and basically with the, the shifting tides of these top tens, it just tells me that you almost can take a lot of the research that you think you need for these races and kind of throw them out the window. So I'm not doing that completely. You'll hear me back my stuff up, but you're going to hear a lot of me saying stuff like, I just feel like he's hot right now because yeah. it's kind of where we're at. Yeah, and, and mine's probably a perfect mix of the two. Again, there's a lot to who's been doing well lately, um, but there is parts of it too where it, it is some of these guys have just been really fucking good over the years at Martinsville, and you cannot throw that out. Yeah, the car is different. Yeah, they're on a different team maybe even, but some of it, the track history, you just can't look past. Uh, but a lot of it uh, even coincides with 
how the season has gone so far. Uh, I mean, honestly, <laughs> some of these first couple of bets I have is going to be either guys that have been doing well or guys that haven't been doing well and going the appropriate ways as far as how their seasons have gone so far. So, uh, yeah, a good, good comment on both. I think you, uh, you nailed it, though. All right. Well, let's get us started then. First up for me, Kevin Harvick. Of course, I got to bet on Kevin Harvick, right? Uh, I'm going to take him over Josh Berry at minus 125. Josh Berry has done an outstanding job in the number nine car. He's gotten some very good finishes. We saw a second place at Richmond a couple of weeks ago. He got spun out on the last lap last week. Again, that was dirt, totally different, whatever. Uh, but Kevin Harvick is Mr. Consistency, right? You know Kevin Harvick is going to be in the top 10 at the end of the day almost no matter what happens. We talked about this on the recap show. Hates Bristol dirt. Never wants to race on a dirt track again. He's so glad he never has to because this is his final season, but still ends up with a ninth place finish. Again, you can just rely on him to get those good finishes. Barry's gotten some good finishes. Yes, some of that has been due to pit strategy calls and those things have worked, but, uh, and I believe Gustafson is back this week. Should probably look into that, but I'm pretty sure the Hendrick uh, crew chiefs all return this week. So, um, and that was with the the relief guy that he's been getting those calls, I guess. So now Gustafson probably still calling most of the shots. But uh, if things don't work out for them to be able to gamble to make it work, I don't think that Barry's going to have a bad day by any means. But Kevin Harvick is just so consistent. Also going to be Barry's first start in the Cup Series on Martinsville. I do think there's something to making your first start on this track specifically compared to he's had success in the Xfinity series. I believe he's won here even in the Xfinity series, but it's tough to translate the Xfinity series directly to this on the first start because these cars are so different. The braking is different. The shifting is different. Uh, the wider tires, all of it is so much different in this. So I'm going to trust Mr. Reliable Kevin Harvick. Um, in the nine races we've had this season, if you count the clash, he is only finished worse than 19th in one of them, which was Atlanta, a super speedway. Again, that's kind of just you throw it out anyways. Even last week at the Bristol Dirt was ninth place. You have to go back to October 26th of 2014 for the last time Kevin Harvick finished outside the top 20 at Martinsville, a track that they come to twice a year, um, which means that's 16 races in a row. He's finished 20th or better. Um, and then so it, it just goes to show you how consistent he is. 20th, yeah, isn't a great finish, but he's always inside the top 20. A lot of those are top 10s as well. Um, and so gonna gonna just ride the Kevin Harvick thing. I don't think he should be matched up with Josh Berry. Um, and so ride riding Kevin Harvick over Josh Berry here. I, you don't gotta you don't gotta sell me on that. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, <laughs> that that's kind of an easy sell for me. Uh, but it it's crazy because the only thing that that again you sort of get tripped up on is Barry's sort of found his way into the top 10 for some reason. And, you know, strategy calls, like you said, or just a sort of weird phenomenons that put that nine car. Maybe it's a nine car. Maybe it doesn't like being outside of the top 10 uh, and it just finds its way up there. I don't I don't know. But Barry's done well to do that. But this is a much different situation. This is uh, Kevin Harvick on a track that he loves. Um, and I don't I don't think that this is going to be much of an issue to cash as well. All right, well, my next one is uh, involving Mr. Denny Hamlin. I wanted to find a way to capitalize on his bravado from uh, from his podcast. You talked about it on the recap show. We kind of uh, looked ahead and talked about how 
the 11 car is kind of going for it now. He's he's pretty much, you know, he, he took his slap on his wrist, and, and now he just wants to go out and, I think, shut everybody up uh, in NASCAR and, and everybody in general. So um, I like his top three odds. Uh, they are at plus 210. I'm not looking at Denny to win this race. Uh, again, it's it's a little tough sell for me for him to actually win this race, even though he's got five wins on this track. The only problem with that is the last of one came in 2015. That's a long time ago. That's damn near 10 years that he's been without a win on this track. But I think a top three is doable uh, as he's done that one, two, three times in that span. But uh, look, if you look at his, his overall track history here, 34 starts, five wins, 17 top fives, 23 top tens. He's got an average finish of 10 and a half in that span. Uh, last season, he finished fifth in the fall race here. Obviously, we know what happened there. That hail melon basically uh, cost him a couple of spots, uh, but he was running well in that. He led 203 laps of that race. Speaking of laps led, believe it or not, Denny Hamlin is the active leader, uh, active driver with the active driver with the most laps led on this track. Ah, I talk for a living, and I do. Uh, but you wanted the names ahead of him, right? He's in ninth place overall in this span. Bobby Allison ahead of him. Uh, Fred Lorenzen ahead of him. Richard Petty ahead of him. Guy named Jimmy Johnson ahead of him. Daryl Waltrip, uh, rather, in front of him. Rusty Wallace, Cale Yarbrough, Jeff Gordon. That is the list. Everybody else other than Denny Hamlin, not on that list, not driving right now. So the guy can get it done. He just needs to finish. And uh, I think if he's confident enough that he's going to finish and if he's having a good enough uh, uh, confidence behind the wheel, then I'll take it. Has it happened this season? No. <laughs> but I guess there's got to be a first time for everything, right? Exactly. I uh, love this bet. Plus 210 for his top three. I will talk more about Denny Hamlin in a little bit, so I'm going to save that, but I back this, fully endorse it, love it. I will be playing it as well. Next up for me, over on Caesars, I'm taking KFB over Ryan Blaney, uh, minus 110. Again, this is just nothing goes right for Ryan Blaney. And Kyle Busch, it hasn't been a perfect season, but it's been a pretty good, solid season for him. I read this off yesterday in the recap show, but I want to read it off again today just to prove the point once again. Here's Ryan Blaney's season. Daytona, he wrecked twice. Auto Club got wrecked on that restart. Uh, the the I-10 pileup or I-5 pileup, whatever it was out there. Um, Las Vegas, a bad pit call cost him his day. Phoenix, a second place finish. Things went right for Blaney for once. Still can't even win, but he gets to second place. Atlanta, he sped. He goes four laps down. Coda, he got wrecked. Richmond, pit issues all day. They had multiple problems in the pits. That was the one where the wrench got stuck. Then he was speeding when he came back down to get the wrench taken off. Just totally tanked his day. Last week, final restart, eight laps to go, seven laps to go, whatever it was. Uh, on the front row for the restart, gets wrecked by Chase Briscoe. Things do not go Ryan Blaney's way. This might be cashing for 395 of these 400 miles. and you might still, or it might not be cashing for that long, and you might still be able to cash it. 
It just has not gone well for Blaney this season. On the other side with uh, Kyle Busch, he's only got one finish worse than 19th, which was last week at Bristol. He had a very strong car in the dirt. Of course, we know he ended up getting in the wall, then he got spun out late, broke the suspension, was unable to finish. Um, he did finish 29th here in the fall, Kyle Busch did, but second to last race in the Joe Gibbs car, we know how that kind of all ended, right? Kyle was ready to be done. He had his vacation plans already booked. Joe Gibbs was done with Kyle. That team had their vacation plans booked. Everybody was just trying to get to the end of the season. They didn't care. So I'm going to throw that race out. You go back, uh, and you have to go all the way back, similar to Harvick, except even farther to April of 2012 as the last time Kyle Busch finished worse than 19th at Martinsville. Since then, 14 of those 24 races, he has finished in the top five, two of those wins. Kyle Busch is very good on this track. He's been very good this season. We know the eight car is fast, was fast all of last season. It's been fast all of this season. Um, RCR has been up and down for the three car a little bit because he's been fast on races like last week, non-existent in other races. But Kyle Busch has been fast. We know that car is fast. We know he's good. Very, very good history on this track. And you just can't trust Ryan Blaney at this point. Again, Last year, one of my favorite guys to bet on. I love betting on the guy. I think his his winless streak is up to like 54 races now. Things just keep getting worse for him. I hope he wins this weekend and snaps it. I'll be just as happy even not betting on him if he finally gets it done. But I can't trust him to finish races. We talked about this last year with guys like Sheldon Creed. You just Sometimes you can't trust these guys despite having good days. If Ryan runs up front, leads a ton of laps, I won't be surprised. But what would surprise me is if there's not some mistake late, his own doing, something goes wrong, he gets wrecked, the pit crew, any of the above, something is going to cost him like it does every other week. Can't trust that, so give me Kyle Busch over Ryan Blaney. That's what I was looking at too, but you definitely got there first, so I'm glad because I like that one. And just for everything you said, you can't trust Blaney. At 12 car, man, it's just, it's cursed. It might as well be 13 Honestly, uh, that's how that's how cursed it is. Um, all right, my next bet is uh, another hot driver over one that uh, just seems to have some bad luck happen to him every single time, and that's Tyler Reddick over Brad Keselowski. And this is why I was intrigued by this this bet in general. Over on Caesars, it's plus one ten. They're giving you plus money on Tyler Reddick. All Tyler Reddick has done in two of the last three races is win and come in second, right? Uh, he's he's had a hot streak happen. He didn't have a good start to the season. We talked about this even before. Um, I think it was Richmond when we when we picked him to, or uh, I can't remember exactly where it was, but um, he started out Daytona 39th, Fontana 34th, but then slowly improved. Vegas 15th, Phoenix 3rd, Atlanta 5th, or uh, yeah, and then Austin 1st. Richmond 16th. That was a kind of a blip in the uh, radar, but we know what happened to him there. And then Bristol last week kind of snuck his way into a second place finish uh, with pit strategies and all that other good stuff. Um, but still a good call. Still hung on. Still probably could have had something at the end of that race. The only drawback is that his performance in Martinsville has not been all that fantastic. Uh, obviously, last season he wrecked out uh, and, and finished 35th. Didn't have a good day. Uh, but the two races before that, 18th, 18th, 8th, 24th, and 16th. Uh, but you did talk about how Kyle uh, did in, in his ride. So, you know, it, Toyota, whatever, it's 
Yeah, anyways. Uh, but for for Brad Keselowski, the reason that I'm picking uh, Tyler Reddick over Brad Keselowski this week is because for as bad as, as Tyler Reddick's luck was in the beginning of the season, at least he turned it around, Keselowski's not necessarily been all that fantastic this season either. He's 22nd at Daytona, 7th at Fontana, 17th at Vegas, 18th at Phoenix. He did finish 2nd at, at Atlanta, which was fine. Then he finished dead last because of that drive staff issue um, in in uh, Austin. Came back for a 10th place finish in Richmond and then 17th on the dirt. In two out of the last three races, though, Tyler Reddick has had him. And even here where Keselowski is very good on this track, there's, there's let's not, his historical data is fantastic. 26 starts, two wins, 12 top fives, 17 top tens. However... In three of the last four races here, he's finished 33rd, 3rd, 17th, and 36th. Both the 17th and the 36th came in the sixth car, and in that span, uh, it was it was Tyler Reddick who actually has beaten him in two of the last three races on this. So, again, like I said, Tyler Reddick's kind of on a hot streak right now. He had one bad race in between two good ones, but Brad Kozlowski seems to just be running up front and have something happen, whether he gets caught up in a wreck, whether it's a bad pit call, whatever it is, he just seems to not be there at the end, whereas Tyler Reddick's slowly showing that he can get back to the front and stay there. So this is one I'm going to disagree with you on. Looking at this on paper, you say Tyler Reddick and, and Brad Keselowski, these guys should not be paired up together. Clearly, Tyler Reddick should be the favorite. Then you're getting them at plus money. Guess what, Rod? The books know what they are doing, and this is the prime example. They are baiting you, and you are taking the bait. Tyler Reddick, horrible at Richmond in the past. They fooled me, right? I was like, "There's look how good he's been. He's coming off a win at Coda. Everything's going to be great. Tyler Reddick was out to lunch all day long, had nothing for anyone. You never saw him. Finishes 16th. Brad gets him there. Uh I'm not going to, I don't know that I would necessarily bet Brad at minus money on the other side of this, but I'm going to make a strong case for Brad in the, in a few here to win this race. Spoiler alert, he's my long shot. I think this is Keselowski's week. I think we see the Brad Keselowski of old. It's going to look like the blue deuce days for Brad this weekend. He has got the track history here. It's been a little rough lately. Yes, but I'm not looking too much into that with as much as we've seen RFK improve. And just Tyler Reddick, the way that he's already proved to me this season that if he's not good on a track, he's not suddenly going to change that. I mean, he was in a good car last year and 35th uh, you know, in the fall, but he got caught up in a wreck. 18th in the spring, not that impressive. 18th in 2021. He did have an eighth place finish in the spring of 21, but 24th and 16th in his other two races here. Nothing impressive ever at Martinsville for Reddick so far. I don't think that changes this week. Love Reddick. I think he's a great racer. We've talked about him a lot. Going to be continue to bet on him a lot, but he's already proven a uh, small sample size. But if he doesn't have a good history at the track, he's not suddenly going to show up a speed and look good. So uh, I, again, I don't know that I would bet Brad Keselowski on the other side at at minus money, but I do think that this this matchup might be a trap. I will add. Let me just add one more thing. That in the last two races in this. They've been within one position of each other. I'm telling you right now that the books know what they're doing. Uh, where it was Kozlowski get they got the better of uh, Reddick in the spring, but Reddick got him by one position in the fall. So 
This has been a close one at this track for so, the last So they'll season. either finish first and second, or they'll finish 35th and 36th. That's uh, to be determined. I'll take <laughs> it as long as Reddit gets that one over. <laughs> okay, next up for me, back to the Kevin Harvick well. Top 10, plus 110. I'm not going to leave a plus money Kevin Harvick top 10 on the table. Saw it last week at Bristol Dirt. Again, doesn't like Bristol Dirt. Hates the place. Doesn't care for it at all. Still winds up in the top 10 at the end of the day, running 32nd early in the race. Somebody was like, well, it doesn't look very good for Harvick today, does it? And I said, don't you worry. He's going to be there at the end. Big surprise. He's there at the end. I already listed off the statistics, how well he's done here. Uh, he does have 18 career top 10 finishes at Martinsville. Um, so again, plus money, Kevin Harvick top 10. I'm probably going to take that anywhere and everywhere at this point for the rest of the season. And I'm going to severely miss Kevin Harvick next year, not being able to bet on him. Also going to toss out there Ty Gibbs, top 10, plus 220. Been riding this for the last couple of weeks. He, If he hasn't proved it to you by now, I don't know what else he needs to do. Three ninth-place finishes in a row. Last week, squeaked into that 10th-place finish after the, uh, the change there at the end, knocking McDowell out and getting Gibbs into 10th. But either way, I'll take it at cashed. Again, these have all been at different styles of tracks. Uh, shorter tracks, road courses, there's a super speedway in there. I mean, everything, he's just been getting the good, solid finishes. He was 19th here in the fall, and, and I think why that's important is he's made that start already in the Cup Series. I just talked about it with Barry, that first start at Martinsville in the Cup Series, maybe a little bit of a transition. He's already had that chance, right, while he was filling in for Kurt Busch. Um, and he finished 19th, which is not a bad finish for his first start. He's done very good on this track in Xfinity. His fourth career Xfinity Series start in 2021, he finished uh, third here, um, or rather, no, that was his third career start, and he finished fourth. I got my numbers backwards there. Uh, so third career start in 2021, that was a fourth place finish for him. And then last season in Xfinity, he was eighth in one of the races. He won the other race uh, here in the fall. So it, it has been uh, a successful track for him, and he's already got that one start under his belt. He's on a hot streak of top 10s, plus 220. Um, that's that's more than enough for me to want to continue to dip into this well. Again, I, I'm continuing to grow on Gibbs, and I'm going to continue to find ways. Not quite ready to pull the 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 trigger on him to win a race just yet, but I, I feel it coming pretty soon, Rod. I think, uh, I think he's going to be tossed in there as a winner uh, at one of these upcoming tracks in the near future. So just so you know, I had started to type that out at one point, and then I scrolled to only find out that you had it underneath the Harvick top 10, and I was like, ah, oh, you tricky bastard. Like, <laughs> you got me. So Yeah, I had to squeeze it in there somewhere, and uh, I, I couldn't, again, couldn't pass up on it, can't pass up on the Harvick one, so I used uh, two, two bets in my one square like I often do. Eh, it's all right. I'm glad you did because, like I said, I, I had it in there as well. I was eyeballing it. I know that the Discord channel is hot on Gibbs's top tens, and uh, uh, that's a good tale to have because those guys are some sharp guys in there. Uh, so we're, we're having fun uh, learning together about Ty Gibbs. So I'm, I'm glad you threw that in there because I was about to do it if you didn't. Um, all right, my next bet is uh, Alex Bowman over Ross Chastain. The Bowman side of this is at minus 105. So, yeah, I know that the, the Hail Melon is the last thing anybody remembers from this track, and it's, it's the most memorable thing uh, that, that happened to Ross Chastain. And it kind of di it did well for him uh, as a good season. He finished fifth and fourth here 
in the in both of those races in that one car. Um, and, and that kind of leads you to believe that Ross Chastain might be back. But this has not been the Ross Chastain season that we all remember from last year where Ross Chastain was, you know, doing great things and, and playing nicely with others until he wasn't. And then I guess from there, it just started to kind of go south and then that hail melon got him back into it. But it just didn't feel like the same Ross Chastain. And then he comes out this season and he lays down a ninth place at Daytona, a third place in Fontana. And you're like, okay, you know, this is a Ross Chastain season. Then he goes out, eh, a, a mediocre 12th place day at Vegas, then a 24th place day uh, in Phoenix, and then 13th in Atlanta. Bounces back for a good finish at uh, Austin and Richmond, fourth and third. But then last week at the Bristol Dirt, obviously uh, got into it probably one too many times and uh, and ended up finishing 28th. So I don't know. We're not seeing the relaxed and comfortable Ross Chastain that we saw last season when he did knock down these two fifth place and fourth place finishes. I don't think that he's necessarily, uh, I don't want to say as good a driver, but you know, there's this word again, momentum. When he had momentum last season, you saw him driving confidently. You saw him driving with with just conviction. But lately, he's just been driving kind of a little more reckless and a little like he's trying to prove something and maybe just a, a little more overly aggressive to try to get back whatever confidence he had. And on a short track like this, you can't do that. It's just, you can't do that or you're going to get eaten alive and Bristol Dirt was a prime example of that. So not necessarily all that confident in, in uh, Ross Chastain's ability. Whereas for Alex Bowman, I mean, you want to talk about confidence. He came out with, what was it, four straight top tens. Uh, he finished fifth at Daytona, eighth at Fontana, third in Vegas, ninth in Phoenix, uh, 14th place in Atlanta. Uh, that was a rough go for him. Uh, a rough go, right? But that was about the lowest that he'd finished. Then he bounced back with a third place on the road course in Coda and then an eighth place at Richmond. And then, of course, he had bad luck as well, finishing in 29th at Bristol. But this is a an Alex Bowman that has actually uh, had some success on this track recently. Two sixth-place finishes in 2020, uh, a 34th in 2021, but he won this race, right, in 2021 in the fall and then finished in 12th in the uh, spring race of this. So, I mean, again, I, I just feel like Alex Bowman is a more consistent driver this season, and I like the fact that he's the the least juiced of them. So I'll take him over Ross Chastain. Plus, we know Hendrick is uh, is trying to play nice now, so we'll see where, where that goes and where that lands them in the, in the finishing grid. Alex Bowman, by the way, 20 to 1, uh, as I've mentioned before, that's an auto bet. I didn't give it out uh, in my plays, but have it be noted. That is always an auto play when he's 20 to 1 or more. Uh, yeah, I, I like this. Again, Chastain, it, it's just been up and down for him, mostly down lately, and I don't really know what to expect from him. This is a tough matchup, but at minus 105, I do trust Bowman more to get that solid finish. I'm very big on Hendrick this week. Um and I'm going to do that with my next bet here, William Byron, a top five at plus 105 over on Caesars. Um, again, this is just he's been hot to start the season. We didn't necessarily see it as, as much as I had hoped last week at Bristol Dirt. Um, but he, uh, again, has had just a hell of a season. So on the true ovals that we've seen so far this season, not including the super speedways, not including the road courses, not including the dirt on the true oval tracks that we've been to so far. 
He won Las Vegas. He won Phoenix. He led 117 laps at Richmond. He did have a rough day at California at Auto Club uh, back early on. But uh, other than that, he has had solid days. The last four races here at Martinsville, he was seventh place in the fall. Uh, he won in the spring, leading 212 laps like we talked about before. Uh, fifth in the fall of 21, fourth in the spring. Then you go back to 2020 even. He had eighth and second place in 2019 as well. Uh, this has been a track that Hendrick has absolutely owned. They got their first career win back in 1984 on April 29th with Jeff Bodine. Before that race, Rick Hendrick said, this is it. This is the final race for Hendrick Motorsports. This is not working. Jeff Bodine goes out, wins the race in that number five. All these years later, all these championships later, Hendrick has won in the Cup Series 27 times at Martinsville. That is a lot of grandfather clocks. We didn't talk about that earlier, by the way. If you win, the trophy is a grandfather clock, the coolest trophy probably in all of sports. Um, but And they've also had the lowest of lows here too, right? The Hendrick plane crash in 2004 that claimed 10 lives, including Rick's son Ricky's life. Uh, was right outside of this track. They were on their way to the track. Uh, so it's it's been both sides of this for Hendrick, but all the success they've had here over the years, and Byron has showed it lately. He showed it off to a hot start this season, plus money for a top five over on Caesars. Uh, I can't pass that up. So give me William Byron. Actually, he Barstool just gave out their top fives, and he's plus 130 over there. So I'm going to amend that, plus 130 for William Byron over on Barstool again. Make sure you're shopping around. Well, for sure, make sure you're shopping around. You talked about Hendrick's domination there. I listed off two of the names of the total lap leaders. Obviously, Jeff Gordon is the one that is, has led the most laps uh, on this track. And then, of course, Jimmy Johnson uh, up there in that list as well. Martinsville, Jimmy Johnson has nine wins on this track. That's a, that's a grandfather clock for every room. Well, probably not every room in his house, but uh, <laughs> for a lot of rooms. So Christmas Christmas in the Johnson family was probably not very... Another grandfather clock, Jimmy. What am I going to do with this one? I can't... I literally can't... At, at that point, you figure just like all of his family had like, okay, here's a clock for the parents. Here's a clock for the grandparents. Here's a clock for... His kids have clocks for when they buy houses... Later on down the road, they're just in storage with their names on them. Like, it's a lot of freaking grandfather clocks. Uh, I mean, I, well, listen, sometimes when you're good, you're good, right? That's a Imagine lot. Imagine Rick Hendrick's house. He's got 27 of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> I, I would not want to be asleep in that house at the turn of the hour. Just, yeah. Uh, oh. And you got to make sure they're all like synced up, too. Otherwise, you just have them going off all, all times, all the time. Not fun. Uh, but then it reminds you that you're a winner. So I guess the sounds of yeah, a winner. That, that part of it would be fun, right? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you gave out Byron as a top five car. I'm going to uh, add somebody to him. I've got Byron and Bell both finishing in the top five. Caesars is giving you plus 320 for this occurrence to happen. You already made the case for why William Byron is going to do this. Uh, but for me, uh, I'm going to add Christopher Bell to the mix. For decent enough reason. I mean, obviously, he won last week at Bristol, which is a pretty good case to make. Uh, but he also finished in the top five at Richmond as well. So, you know, we know that that's another shorter track. So uh, we know that he's good there. He finished third in Atlanta, fifth in Vegas, third at Daytona. This man has five top five finishes 
in eight starts. So not a bad case already to be made for him to finish in the top five this season. Gets a little sketchy on Martinsville because he's really only finished inside the top five once, and that's when he won this thing in the fall of last uh, last season. So he'll have to overcome some pretty uh, damaging track history. But uh, if anybody can do it, I'm starting to become a believer in Bell, whether I want to be or not. Uh, so again, you made the case for for Byron to be up there, and I just I feel like uh, he can get this done. He led 150 laps here in last season's race, so obviously he figured something out and uh, and was up front quite. It wasn't like a last second pass or anything like that. He was up for a majority of that race, um, and so I, I feel confident that he can finish at least inside the top five with the start that he's off to this season. Just quietly finding his way in, he'll jump back. And then, and then find his way back up to the front. So it's, it's something that, uh, you know, you're just like, well, there, there goes Christopher Bell. There's that 20 car again inside the top 10. Oh, look, he's inside the top five. How the hell did he get there when he was just in 25th three laps ago? So, um, yeah, and I, want, I, like the, I like the value of both of those guys for a top five at plus three, what did I say, 20? Yeah. Ah, oh, man, I, I have literally waffled back and forth on this next bet, Rod. And you just finally talked me into it. I started the day out. I have it written down here on my notes. Christopher Bell, top five. It was plus 110. It's, I see, again, a Barstool has just released their top fives. Is that plus 130 over there? I've been going back and forth between Bell and Larson. They both have up and down results here in the past. But they've both done really well here recently. Obviously, Bell just won last weekend. He won this race in the fall. I'm going to stick to my original pick with Christopher Bell. At plus 130, although I do like Larson at plus 130 as well for the top five. Um, again, like you said, he won this race in the fall, led 150 laps. Um, other than that, it, it is pretty rocky as far as this finishes. A seventh place in 2021. Uh, the last two races at New Hampshire, though, a bigger track, but still shorter, flatter track where he is very good at. Um, he's finished first and second in those. You go back to the Clash races, again, shorter than this, but still a short flat track, sixth and eighth uh, in those starts there. So pretty solid days. He's a guy that comes to mind when you think of short tracks, when you think of flat tracks. He's got the momentum behind him right now. Uh, coming off of the win last week, he's firing on all cylinders. Obviously proved he could win here last fall. I wanted to have something on Bell. I couldn't pull the trigger on him as the winner. But I really wanted to have something on him in this race, and I think a top five is a is a safer way to get on Bell, and you're getting it at plus money. So uh, yeah, give me Christopher Bell, top five at plus one thirty over on Barstool. Yeah, it's tough to want to see or want to pick him as a winner overall. But uh, yeah, I definitely I knew I wanted to put something on him because you know I I, I just believe that drivers that are driving with confidence do a little bit better than those who aren't. So if he can get it done on the dirt, I think he can get it done. Now, of course, if he qualifies well, I'm going to feel really good about this bet. You know, yep. But it's like I said, even if he still qualifies somewhere in the back, I, I think I'll be okay with it as well. Um, all right, my last one is probably a stretch and a long shot for a good enough reason. Blink, blink twice if you're being held captive, right? I'm not being held captive. I Honestly, the top 10 odds for me were not necessarily all that intriguing if we're being honest right cody's uh, i mean yes I, I pointed out a couple that i really liked but other than harvick and gibbs 
I did not see many other ones. That, That's what I'm that saying. Great. Like, other than the obvious, it just wasn't necessarily all that great. Well, I'm giving out Harrison Burton at 10-1 to 1 for a top 10 finish. Stop me if you want me to stop, but don't because I'm going to, I'm going to, I got to, I got, I'm going someplace with this. Hey, he's only you. plus 750 on Barstool. So I guess, uh, you know, you're getting great value if that's what you want to call it uh all right listen i'll laugh when this happens uh listen the last couple <laughs> will of weeks too. me too uh the last couple of weeks have been uh, a slow and steady climb for harrison burton in that 21 car he finished 15th on the dirt not too far outside of the top 10 and then 19th at richmond uh again yeah kind of somewhere in the middle of that he finished 15th at fontana three very close opportunities at a top 10 if you want to call them close but where I'm kind of basing this off of is uh, his, his finish last season here in the fall where he started 10th and finished 11th. I'm hopeful that that might bump up another notch. Listen, Cody, I have handicapped all season long based on facts, based on numbers. This is my one middle finger to the world and just throwing this dart out there because I've seen enough heartbreak to know that this is humanly possible. <laughs> Can I can I get a no on this? Is that like minus five thousand or <laughs> minus ten thousand? Because you only pay the juice if you lose, and I would take the no on that. <laughs> I man, I mean ten to one. You're again, you're just kind of throwing a dart out there. It's not like you're you know you're putting a hundred to one on him to win, and he has to win. Like it is just a top ten, and he did finish eleventh here in the fall. His Xfinity series is pretty. He has some decent results here, but. Uh, I don't really have anything else nice to say about Harrison Burton because it's just been rough. And that's not even talking about Ford and how much they've struggled. How many other bets do we have on Ford here in this whole entire thing? Uh, Kevin Harvick twice betting against, well, well, I guess I'll have one for Brad Keselowski, but only because where the odds are. You don't don't have to, you don't have to like it. You don't, I don't, I don't like it. So, but 10 to one, you know, Hey, Throw some darts out there. Why not? <laughs> All I, like, and and people don't even have to tail me, but I'm just saying, like, I've bet with my brain a lot in the last couple of weeks, and look where it's gotten us. So I'm I'm betting with absolute like Rod's chaos. Gonna show up on the YouTube page in a complete Harrison Burton head to toe. He'll have socks on, stocking cap, the whole works. If if, uh, if this cash, if he finishes inside the top ten in this race, you better believe I will. I will tattoo temporarily 21 on somewhere. <laughs> temporarily. <laughs> hey, I've got a I've got a cousin that's a tattoo artist, so I'm pretty sure that oh, there you go. Uh, that I can hey, do it temporarily. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying it can happen. Um, there you go. So yeah. Uh, all right. I like that. Um, like I said, I just I was looking for for chaos. I wanted the Elmo arms in the sky. Hey, maybe it rains and Harrison Burton wins this race. Oh, let's not go that far. <laughs> I'm not saying he has to win. Jesus, I just want a top 10 out of the guy. Maybe maybe he you know, stays out for a stage caution and you know, puts himself up front, and, and then the rain falls, and then we're good. He's playing strategy. Maybe. Sorry, maybe. Cody. Sorry, Cody. I'm not going to bring you along on this one, and that is perfectly fine. Nope, that's okay. All right. Well, we're going to have our winner's bet when we come back from our break. I promise you Harrison Burton will not be on that list so hang tight we will be right back but for those of you who have been watching on youtube and joining us on the youtube as the kids say thank you 
so very much for doing that. It's been a blast. Uh, we've been having fun bringing this to a different medium and carrying this over into the visual realm. If you would like to be a part of that, all you got to do is search YouTube for the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, see Cody's wonderful setup, see my bland white walls, and the fact that today I am wearing a Colorado Avalanche sweater uh, because I love me some Colorado Avalanche and they are playing tonight and I want nothing more than to hurry up and have this so done so we can go watch them. Just kidding. I, I love you guys. You guys are priority. So, uh, but yes, please continue to like subscribe. Uh, we've seen the subscriber, uh, account grow. We've seen all of your likes. We see all your comments, uh, and having fun, but of course also make sure to, to do those things to continue to show the bosses that you care about us and that we care about you and that it's all the love and that it's cyclical and that, uh, yeah. So like subscribe. And then if you're a podcast listener as well, do the same, uh, give us a, a review and, and tell the bosses that, uh, we should continue to, to move on and, and keep, uh, growing this show as well, because every review that you give Cody smiles, I promise. Yep. There it is. Uh, all right. Do all those things. We love it. You love it. We love you. Hey everybody, if you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan, yes exactly, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab, market movers, after all, we are the Marks, he is my hubby, and she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. Well, we're going to dive into the winner's bets here. Who we think will win the NOCO 400 from the Martinsville Speedway in Virginia. Cody, I see you have a couple of names on there that uh, I like, so uh, go ahead and get us started. Going with a couple guys I've been big on already this season. Denny Hamlin, 7-1 over on Caesars. Again, we talked about it on the recap show. He called it out on his podcast. It starts this week for the 11 car. You're not going to catch me not betting on him when he says that this is when his run begins. He has been good on this track. Led 203 laps here in the fall, finished in fifth place. Uh, he was third here in the spring of 21. He's got 17 top five finishes and five wins on this track. I know you said the last win didn't come since 2015, which means it's a great time for him to start that streak over, get a win here in his home state. Uh, he is always good on this track. The results haven't always been there as far as winning, but he's always in the mix. I think that he could get over it, uh, over that winless hump since 2015 here and get back to victory lane. Uh, like you said, he's the active leader in laps led. Uh, and where is he? Ninth all time on that list. That's uh, a pretty solid place to be. So Denny Hamlin plus 700 on Caesars. Then I am going to go to Kyle Bush plus 1400 over on Barstool Sportsbook. This is Kyle Bush. Do I need to say more, Rod? I don't think I do, but I will anyways. I already talked about him earlier. Uh, again, the 20, before the 29th place finish in the fall that I'm throwing out because it was the end of his Gibbs tour. Uh, he hadn't finished worse than 19 since April of 2012, 14 of the last 24 races. He's finished in the top five. He's got two wins at this track. He's already been good in this eight car. He's led laps. He's been up front. 
We saw the speed again last week at Bristol Dirt. He was good. He was fast. I expect him to be up front again this week, um, and I'm going to continue to ride that train. And, and I don't think he should be 14-1 to 1 either. Uh, I don't know if I would bet on him if he was 7-1 to 1 like Denny, but at 14-1, to 1, too good to pass up on. And then at 22 to 1, Bred Keslowski. Uh, again, if you haven't saw his his nameplate with the Hawaiian Rolls uh, car, <laughs> Bred Keslowski, great, one of the greatest things that's ever happened in NASCAR. Maybe that's going a little too far, but me some Bred Keslowski this week, 22 to 1 over on FanDuel. Again, it's been a little bit rough here in his RFK tenure. He has a 36th and a 17th place finish. In 2021, he finished third and 33rd, but prior to that, nine top five finishes in 10 races here, two wins in that span. He's got 16 top five finishes over his career here uh, in addition to those two wins. He knows how to get it done at this type of track. He has been very good here in the past. Um, Again, it's been a little up and down, but we have seen flashes from these RFK RFK guys, right? We saw it last year at Bristol. Not really a comparable track to this other than it's a shorter track, but they can pop up and they can be fast. They're they're slowly getting things figured out over there. Brad is a very good driver. Uh, He's on a very long winless streak. I don't have the number in front of me, but I think we're pushing 70 plus races since he has won last. I think it's time to get Brad back in victory lane. Calling my shot on him this week, 22 to one. Love some Brad Keselowski. I love Brad Keselowski too. Unfortunately, I just, I don't know. Like I, I, that's why I have Tyler Reddick over Brad. Like this is one where I kind of feel yucky. He just, he's had the speed, but he just hasn't been able to put it all listen, together. Man, listen to these results at this track. So I'm going to start with November of 2020 and just go backwards. Fourth, third, third, first, fifth, tenth, fourth, first, second, fifth, thirty second, second again. Like, and I get it. Those were in Team Penske number two car. That was before the next gen car. All of these things, but he knows how to get it done on a type of track like this. There's a lot more on the driver in this type of track where you're got the heavy braking, you got the tire wear management, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then he's a guy you <laughs> Are you laughing at my blah, blah, blah? I'm laughing at it. It's just so matter of fact. You're like, blah, 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 whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I don't you know, care. Whatever. But again, when it comes to gambling, and they talk about it like on the broadcast, right? Who is the guy that's willing to gamble more than, than Brad Keselowski is nobody. Like, he is willing to take that gamble. Maybe that's what it takes for him to win a race, but this is the type of place he could do it, get it done. And I just said 22 to 1. I really I have a strong feeling on Brad this week, and I can't pass up that gut feeling gonna ride the brad k train and you should somebody should even if it isn't him uh all right (laughs) my winner uh i just got updated odds you you said barstool dropped so i looked at barstool and barstool has william byron at plus 700 yes he is at the top of the heap but i i mean at almost 10 to 1 right i mean that's that's insane for william byron to be uh 10 to 1 set or you know plus 700 on this track a track that he won, a race that he won last year uh, when it was the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 400. Uh, he won that spring race. He started fifth. He ended up first. Uh, and then in the, the fall race, he had a bad starting position, 25th, but worked his way all the way up to seventh. And I just want to add in the spring, he dominated this race. 212 total laps 
that he led. Um, you know, again, that's that's just a dominating performance. And we kind of saw that same sort of, of scenario shape up right at the beginning of the season. He won two out of the first four races, then kind of slumped off. But much like you were talking about the the fact that it's time for Denny Hamlin to kickstart that streak again, I feel like William Byron is kind of trying to get himself back into form, especially after a disappointing showing uh, at Bristol where he finished 13th. This 24 team, this is a track in which he can get it done. Uh, look at his last four finishes uh, other than the, that first and the seventh. In 2021, he finished fourth. He finished fifth. He's finished second in 2019, eighth in 2020. So he's in and around the front a lot on this track. So with the hot streak that he's on this season, with as good as we've seen that 24 team look, uh, as, as much as they're continuing to get smacked on the wrist, uh, you know, this, this Hendrick team, they're just they're not gonna they're not gonna settle anymore for uh for moral victories. They're gonna want to go for the win. They're gonna want to go for the, the the throat. And if it's not Kyle Larson, you know it's and we haven't even brought up Kyle Larson's name once, which is crazy. Uh, but you know this is gonna be William Byron's day, I think. And at the end of the at the end of it, he may not lead 212 laps, but I think he's damn sure gonna lead that last one. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I mean. Again, I talked about him for the top five. He, he's got the track record here, especially lately. Hendrick, obviously, 27 wins here. They've gotten it done. They know how to do it. Uh, yeah, so no argument from me here. It It is a tough week. There's a lot of, I mean, a lot of co-favorites, basically. You've got Bell, Byron, Hamlin, Larson, Truex are all kind of the favorites across the board. Uh, Truex, again, we didn't talk about him. Not going to bet on him being the favorite. Maybe he will be. I I almost looked at I looked at him for a second at a top five, and I just couldn't talk myself into it because it's Martin Truex Jr. and I don't want to bet on him. But uh, yeah, it, it's it, this is going to be these these guys towards the top. I think really are the guys to watch. I think there's a, a clear cut five or six real favorites in this race, and and those are going to be the guys to beat this weekend. I'm not telling you that uh, you know Martin Truex Jr. is going to win this race. But you want to talk about track history? He's got his he's got his fair share of grandfather clocks. It is it is named after him, Martinsville, right? Yeah, exactly. See, so he won the clash again, similar track. Maybe he gets it done again. I, if he when he wins finally, because he's gonna win again, I potentially uh, when he does do it, I, it's not gonna surprise me, and I'm not gonna be sad that I didn't bet on him because of all the times I could have bet on him and he didn't get it done. Again, it's like Ryan Blaney. Like when these two guys win, it's gonna be like great. Okay, finally, like now we can start betting on them again. But until they do, just no thanks. Yeah, and and again, Truex at plus six fifty. It's just not. It's not tempting. It's not like last week where you're getting them at twenty five to one. And it, I mean, again, the value was there. You brought that up. It was correct pick. He ends up finishing seventh. Like he was there towards the end. So, but it, it, yeah, at this price, no thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, let Get out your pen and paper, and I will go over the bets for you one more time. Cody started you off with Harvick over Barry at minus 125. I followed up with Denny Hamlin as a top three car at plus 210. Cody Zeeb gave you Kyle Busch over uh, Ryan Blaney at minus 110. And then I gave you Tyler Reddick over Brad Keselowski at plus 110. Cody gave you Harvick as a top 10 car and also threw in Gibbs 
as a top 10 car. Harvick at plus 110, and then Gibbs at plus 220. Uh, I gave you Alex Bowman over Ross Chastain at minus 105. Cody gave you William Byron as a top five car at plus 130. Rather, I gave you William Byron and Christopher Bell both as top five cars at plus 320. And then Cody said, yes, Christopher Bell will also be a top five car. We're just combining forces and forming Voltron for a plus 320 on Caesars. Uh, I gave you Harrison Burton as a top 10 car at, at uh, 10 to 1. Cody vehemently denies. Uh, and then, I let's see, Cody gave you Denny Hamlin at plus 700. Caesars, uh, Kyle Busch at 14 to 1 on Barstool. And Brad Kozlowski at 22 to 1 on FanDuel. I gave you William Byron to win this race at 7-1. to one. Overall, Cody, this will be a fantastic short track race. I will have fun watching this, and uh, hopefully the chaos will reign and Harrison Burton will be a 10th place car and everything else will be exactly the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, sounds like a, sounds like a solid plan, Rod. <laughs> I live on the edge. <laughs> yes, you do. I hope chaos reigns and Brad Kozlowski wins this race. Uh, well, <laughs> okay, well, touche. I don't care what happens behind that. <laughs> uh, all right. get uh, Yeah, so there it is. There's our bets for the weekend or for the Sunday race, rather. We'll definitely be back with more over the course of the week when the odds decide to come out. Um, just we need, the, we need them. Damn it. Bookmakers, get on this. Yeah, I was just refreshing. We still have nothing. So Still nothing. Fine. <laughs> well, we'll come back when they come back. Let's put, let's put it that way. Exactly. Uh, all right, Cody, in the meantime, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. I got a busy week this week. I'm going to be on Derek Yoder's betting preview show on Twitter Spaces. That is 8 o'clock Eastern on uh, Wednesday. You can follow Derek at Derek Yoder underscore. Uh, again, follow me at Husker underscore Zeeb. I'll share all of that there. Already have, actually. You can set the reminder so it pops up and reminds you. You don't even have to do anything else. Also, Rod is unable to make the back road on in between media this week. So they uh, called in his backup again, not as good as the starter, but I'll do my best in his place. Uh, and that is eight 30 Eastern time on Thursday uh, evening. So that'll be over on the in between YouTube page. Make sure you check that out. I'll be on both those shows this week. And of course we got the rest of the week here with the, uh, Trucks, Xfinity, DFS, coming back for all of it whenever we finally get odds and prices and all that fun stuff. Ah, yes, I am glad that, that my uh, that my relief driver is you and that you get to uh, hang out with the boys in the back road. Definitely check that out. It'll be a lot of fun. Ho hopefully I can just be Josh Berry and, and bring it home in one piece of the solid. <laughs> no, buddy, you're going to jump in. That nine car is going to take you all the way to victory lane. So uh, that'll be fun. Uh, follow me on Twitter at RJVagomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it is in between media when I'm able to make it uh, and, and my relief driver doesn't have to come in for me. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back this week with all the rest of your favorite stuff. Once again, guys, thanks. Thanks so much. I, I've, I've been watching the numbers lately. They've been going through the roof and you guys have just been supporting this show in ways that I never thought would happen. So I, I can't even thank you guys enough for it. So enough gushing. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride. Overcome our loss. Another piece of us is broken.